Are you ready to know your worth and identity in the body of Christ? Are you ready for kingdom conversations with kingdom people? Welcome to the Recovery to Recovered podcast. I'm your host, Caleb McCall, and I will be guiding you through the word with preaching and teaching and empower you to know who you are in Christ Jesus. Hello and welcome into episode 22 today on the Recovery to Recovered podcast. So excited that you would join us today. Man, I believe that I have a word for the body of Christ. It's actually a word I'm going to preach. We might be doing an interview next week, and I'm actually going to jump into a series this week called Ruthenator. Uh, Folks at my church have heard me already preach this, but hey, if you're in the church and you're listening today, it never hurts to uh, uh, hear it again, right, to rebuild and to uh, maybe hear something different this time um, as you listen And so we're going to be jumping into this series. I think it's a six part series uh, over the next probably it'll probably take a couple months because I will be doing some interviews in between. Um, But we're going to do part one today of my series, Ruthenator, coming from the book of Ruth. And man, I just want to say we watched God do an incredible thing. The Lord had directed me to preach in the book of Ruth as uh, I launched the new church, by the way, if I, I don't even know if I've really talked about it much on the podcast, but just launched a satellite campus of the church I've been on staff for the last four years. Uh, actually, we talked about it with Pastor JT. So we have uh, just launched about eight weeks ago and we have just seen a move of God take place at this church, um, Canvas Community, Shebbyville, and God is sending people in and God is really moving altars full um, people hitting the altar, getting altered is what I like to say. I heard a friend of mine say that one time, so I steal it from him. But, you know, that that's what it's about. You know, folks, is is people being changed by the power of the gospel. And we see all some folks change with this series, Ruthenator, their perspective about what type of season they were in begin to shift. And they begin to see that God can work all things out for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. So without further ado, I want to jump right into this thing, Ruth and Nader, part one. And in this series, we are talking about faithfulness and perseverance, folks, faithfulness and perseverance and what that will set you up for. So as we start here, Ruth and Nader, part one, Ruth, chapter one, verse one. Now it came about in the days when the judges governed that there was a famine in the land. And, and a certain man of Bethlehem in Judah went to sojourn in the land of Moab with his wife and his two sons. The name of the man was Elimelech and the name of his wife Naomi. And the names of the two sons were Malon and Shilion, Ephrathites of Bethlehem in Judah. Now they entered the land of Moab and remained there. Then Elimelech, Naomi's husband, died, and she was left with her two sons. They took for themselves Moabite women as wives. And the name of one was Orpah, and the name of the other was Ruth. And they lived there about ten years, and then both Malon and Shilion also died. And the woman was bereft of her two children and her husband. Then she arose with her daughters-in-law, that she might return to the land of Moab, for she had heard... In the land that she might return from the land of Moab, for she had heard in the land of Moab that the Lord has visited his people in giving them food and bread. She departed from the place where she was and her two daughters-in-law with her, and they went on the way to return to the land of Judah. And Naomi said to her daughters-in-law, go return each of you to her mother's house. 
May the Lord deal kindly with you as you have dealt with the dead and with me. May the Lord grant that you may find rest each in the house of her husband. Then she kissed them and they lifted up their voices and wept and they said to her, No, but we will surely return with you and to your people. But Naomi said, Return, my daughters. Why should you go with me? Have I yet sons in my womb that they may be your husbands? Return, my daughters. Go, for I am too old to have a husband. If I said I have hope, if I should even have a husband tonight and also bear sons, would you therefore wait until they are grown? Would you therefore refrain from marrying? No, my daughters, for it is harder for me than for you. For the hand of the Lord has gone forth against me. And they lifted up their voices and wept again. Orpah kissed her mother-in-law, but Ruth clung to her. Then she said, Behold, your sister-in-law has gone back to her people and gods. Return after your sister-in-law. But Ruth said, Do not urge me to leave you and turn back from following you. For where you go, I will go. And where you lodge, I will lodge. I will lodge. Your people shall be my people and your God, my God. Where you die, I will die. And there I will be buried. Thus may the Lord do to me. And worse, if anything but death departs you and me. When she saw that she was determined to go with her, she said no more to her. Father, I pray over the next couple of moments that you would bless me and anoint me to preach this word today. Father, I pray that the ears that it falls on would impact them. And that, God, you would have your way in their life. And that they would develop faithfulness and perseverance through whatever season it might be that they are in. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. And the church said, Amen. So I'm going to set the stage for us here in the book of Ruth and get us familiar. So bear with me for just a second. But Ruth's name, Ruth means companion, friend, and also it means a vision of beauty. So this means that Ruth was beautiful. She was a sight to see. Some people say that translation means something worth seeing. Wow, that's powerful, right? Boaz means strength, and Boaz is a type of Christ. He is the kinsman redeemer, which we will get to later on in this series. But the kinsman redeemer is an Old Testament law and concept, so a family would not lose their inheritance or property that was in their lineage. By the way, with that church that I'm talking about, I came in as the kinsman redeemer. I felt like, and I believe the Lord shared with me, that at 2011 South Cannon Boulevard, Shelbyville, Tennessee, that I was there to redeem the land and redeem the territory. It's actually the church building that I grew up in uh, there at Canvas Community, Shelbyville. And so the Lord sent me back in to redeem the land. But every Boaz is looking for his Ruth, and every Ruth is looking for her Boaz. The Bible says that Boaz was a handsome man. Boaz was was rich. Boaz was single and available. Boaz had integrity. Boaz had a high level of character. Boaz was a man of God. Boaz was a spiritual man. Boaz had his stuff together. And every lady should be looking for her Boaz, not her Bozo. Come on, somebody. Single ladies, all my single ladies, pay attention. This ain't a Beyonce song, no. If there are any single ladies listening, I encourage you today, find your Boaz. If there are any single men listening today, I encourage you to find your Ruth, because Ruth was beautiful, but she was also faithful. That right there will preach. I found this on the internet, and I also heard Jensen Franklin say this one time, so what I'm about to read, if you have an issue with it, you can write him an email. Don't bother writing me. He's the one that said it. 
But to all the girls who are in a hurry to have a boyfriend or get married, here's a piece of biblical advice. Ruth patiently waited on her mate Boaz, and while you're waiting on your Boaz, don't settle for any of his relatives. Broke as, poaz, lying as, cheating as, dumb as, drunk as, cheap as, locked up as, good for nothing as, lazy as, and especially his third cousin, beating yo as. Wait on your Boaz and make sure he respects yo as. <laughs> Got y'all's attention this morning, don't I? Naomi's name means pleasant one. Let me go back to that real quick. Like, ladies, on for real. Like, you need a godly man. You need a man that will honor you, that will respect you, that will love you. If you're dating somebody and all he's trying to do is sleep around with you, he has no respect for you. He has no respect for the word of God. He's not a godly man and you need to probably remove yourself from the situation. If there's any men listening to me right now that is 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 in a relationship with your girlfriend and y'all trying to live right, look, don't be doing that stuff. Operate as a Boaz and honor the lady that God has connected you with. Amen. Naomi means pleasant one. And when you're a pleasant one to be around, you will attract faithful people. Let me say that again. When you are a pleasant person to be around, you will attract faithful people to you. Elimelech, God is my king. That's what his name means. God is my king. And I'm getting to this joker. But have you ever met people that don't live up to their name? Anybody ever met somebody who just didn't live up to their name? But Orpah means turn back, stiff neck, skull and gazelle. She had a lot of that going on. She definitely turned back. She was stubborn and stiff-necked. She started thinking with her skull and ran like a gazelle. Orpah was named after her destiny because as soon as things got tough, she was out. The Bible is saying here she was stubborn and wanted to get back to the old way of doing things. She was scared to move forward into the unknown. How many of us know it's easy to go or to stay with what you've always known, but it takes some faith and some courage to follow God into the unknown? Her name is also tied to the word to this to the word for skull in the Hebrew. It's tied to that in the Hebrew because when you start thinking with your head, when you start thinking with your skull instead of your spirit and listening to the voice of God, you will end up going back every time like she did. Sometimes God will ask you to do some crazy things. But if you've got turned back in you, you will disqualify yourself from a generational blessing that's at your fingertips like Ruth had. So the stage is set here in this series for Ruth. Those are the characters. They were in the land of God. They left it for a land of idols. By the way, Moab means idols, land of idols. So they left the good land. They left God's land when times got hard and went to a land that was there with idols. And then Naomi heads back to where she's supposed to be in the first place. And one of the two daughters says, I'm coming with you. And the other one goes back. And we haven't made it there yet, but there is a man there is this man named Boaz who shows up and saves the day. But today we're going to talk about the first part we just read. And I chose, or should I say, the Lord directed me in this direction when we started the church off because I wanted to encourage our congregation with the story of Ruth. And you on our podcast show, I want to encourage you today with the story of Ruth. And throughout this series, I want to encourage you 
with the story of Ruth because this is all about redeeming the land. This is all about redeeming the territory, and that's what God wants to do in your life. You see, the story of Ruth is one of these books in the Bible where you can get the whole picture. And I want to show us and encourage us as a church to have this mentality as the body of Christ. We need to have this mentality and jump into this thing that God is wanting to birth here. The mentality that God is wanting to birth is that we might not be able to see the whole picture, but that does not mean that the whole picture isn't there. In the book of Ruth, we're going to see it all. Famine, death, destruction, desertion, idol worship, being out of the will of God, being in the will of God, the good, the bad, the ugly, the heartache, the brokenness, becoming a widow, marriage, blessing, prosperity, transformation, and generational blessing. And the point of this series that I want us to learn and develop is to develop faithfulness and perseverance, uh, which will position us to redeem the land. Right. The whole point of this series that I want to get across to you is to develop faithfulness and perseverance. And when you do that, you will position yourself to redeem the land through the story of Ruth. God allows us to see how he can and how he will intricately weave it all together. Come on, somebody. I'm about to start preaching this thing that he is a good, that he is a God who can work all things for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. I came to encourage you with this message today that you serve a God who will never leave you nor forsake you. He is a God who is with you through it all, that God never left her in the famine. God never left you in the dry season. God never left her in the death of the family member. God's never left you in the death of any family member that you've had to deal with. God didn't leave you when you lost that loved one. God never was absent in her life and in the story. And God is never absent in yours. He is never absent. He never disappears. You serve a God who's the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. So you know what that means? That he was with you in the beginning and he will be with you in the end. Don't get distracted on what chapter that you're in in life right now. But know and recognize that God already knows and has the last chapter written out for you you. Some of y'all might be asking God, how is this a part of your plan? I know some of y'all listening today with all the craziest craziness that's took place over the last couple of months and in 2020 might have been asking yourself, God, what in the world are you doing? God, where are you? But let me help us this morning. God is still on his throne. I feel the Holy Ghost right now. God is still in control and he sent me here to tell you for such a time as this that God has seen your situation and guess what? He's not in heaven shaking in his boots, wondering how he's going to fix it. I came to tell you this morning that you serve the great I am. So guess what? In your past, he was. In your present, he is. In your future, he's already there. In the book of Ruth, we see the whole book, but that's not how life works when you're living in it. Ruth had an attitude of persistence. Ruth had an attitude of faithfulness. Ruth in the middle of chapter one didn't see what was going to happen in chapter four. So let me encourage you and us with this this morning that all the chapters in your life haven't been written yet. Stop thinking you got to have all the answers. Stop thinking the chapter and verse you're in is the tell all to the story. Stop looking at chapter one and two and start praising them for chapter three and four. Stop talking about your tribulation in the chapter that you're in all the time. Why? Because God's not done writing and God will use it all. We can't forget the facts that God is the one who connected Ruth to this family in the first place. Also, the fact that when her husband died, he had connected her to a mother 
mother-in-law that was pleasant, a mother-in-law that was easy to be around, a mother-in-law that was easy to be faithful to because she was a God-fearing woman. What about this one? Do you realize that it was God who had connected her to this family, which in return connected her to him? Let me repeat that. God is the one who had connected her to this family, which in return connected her to him. And when I say him, I'm talking about God. She would have never known God if it wasn't for her. God connecting her with this family. The Bible says that Ruth was a Moabite. When Naomi is imploring her to turn back, she says, go back to your Moabite gods. The Moabites worshiped a fish god, but Ruth, her daughter, had already had an encounter with the one true living God. Ruth had met this one named Yahweh and had learned about sacrifice. She had learned that sin brings about death. You see, her husband's family were Israelites. They knew the promise of God. She had heard the story of the faithfulness of God. She had heard the stories of Jacob wrestling with the angel and his persistence to get his blessing. The Bible says that Ruth clanged to her mother-in-law. The Bible says, she said, where you go, I go. Stop telling me not to follow you. Your God is my God and your land is my land. Where you die, I will die. I'm not leaving you. You were the one who's introduced me to Yahweh. Woman, stop talking crazy because I ain't going anywhere. And if I do, may God do worse to me than have already than what I've already walked through. Do you understand the severity of what Ruth has decided to do in this moment? She's clung to her mother-in-law just like she like she had heard the stories of Jacob clinging to the angel of the Lord and saying, I'm not going anywhere until you bless me. I'm sure that around the campfire at night and and around the times of worship that they would orally tell these stories. Hmm. She'd been hearing about these things and she had been introduced to Yahweh by this family from Israel. Persistence and faithfulness position you into a place to redeem the land. I'll say it again. Persistence and faithfulness position you into a place to redeem the land. I wonder, do I have anybody listening today who is ready to take back some territory for the kingdom of God? I wonder, is there any kinsmen redeemers listening to the show today? I wonder if there's anyone in the room or anyone today that's listening that's ready to redeem and take back their peace. I wonder if there's anyone listening today that's ready to take back the territory of your joy. I wonder if there's anybody listening today that's ready to take back your purity, ready to take back your prayer closet. If you're ready to take back and redeem the city where you live at for the kingdom of God, I wish you'd give God 10 seconds of praise right now, wherever you're at. I don't care if you're in the gym, in the cubicle, at work, riding down the road. I want you to begin to praise God right now for taking back territory that belongs to you, for redeeming the land that belongs to you in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Mm. I want to show you how smart Ruth is and how silly Elimelech is real quick. And if you don't study the word and you just read it, you'll miss this type of stuff. But watch what the Bible says in the beginning of the chapter. In verse 1, it says that a certain man, Elimelech, from Bethlehem, Judah, went to dwell in the country of Moab. Bethlehem means house of bread. What is Jesus called? the bread of life isn't Jesus also called the word it isn't the word called the bread of life does anyone in listening today know what Judah means I'll help you Judah means praise 
So Elimelech in the middle of hard times and a famine removed himself from a place God had called the house of bread in the land of praise. I want you guys to let that settle in real quick. I want you to let that he he's in. There's a famine breaks out. God has named this place the house of bread and it's in the land of praise. And in the middle of a famine, he removes his family from the word and the praise in the middle of the worst time that he could possibly do it. Let me help Elimelech and us this morning. The last thing you do when all hell has broke loose around you is remove yourself from the word and the praise. Mm. The last thing you do in a famine or in a dry season is stop coming to church. The last thing you do is stop reading your Bible. The last thing you do is stay out of the prayer closet. The last thing you do is not have a praise on your lips. The Let, let me help Elimelech and let me help you this morning. God isn't in Moab in the middle of your idol worship. He is in Judah. God isn't hanging around in your disobedience. God isn't hanging around in your rebellion. God isn't hanging around in your unfaithfulness. God is in Judah where the bread is because he is the bread God is where your praise is the Bible says that he inhabits the praises of his people so some of y'all who might be walking through hell right now if you'll begin to praise God and use your mouth God will begin to inhabit the very thing that's causing destruction in your life and the thing that's been your dilemma can catapult you to your destiny the thing that's brought you so much pain can push you to your purpose I don't care what the doctor has said. Praise him right now where you're at. I don't care how bad the marriage looks. Praise God right now where you're at. Because if you'll begin to praise him, he'll show up. I don't care how far gone you think your son or your daughter might be. If you'll put a praise on your lips, Jesus will show up into that situation. Prophesy to your situation with your praise right now. The Bible says in verse 6 that the Lord had visited them in Judah and he had brought some bread. Naomi comes to her sin is when she hears that and says I've got to get back to the praise I got to get back to the bread I've got to get back to the word I've got to get back to church I got to get back to getting my praise on y'all go back to worshiping that fish God but I'm going home where I should have never left anyways come on somebody you know what I love about Ruth too is that she wasn't just pretty but she was smart too pay attention gentlemen Naomi gets to talking about getting back to the land of the praise and the word. And Ruth says, not so fast, honey. You ain't going anywhere without me, Naomi. The Bible says Naomi told them to turn back. She called Orpah by name when she did this. Can I also encourage us today, when you are willing to follow God into the unfamiliar, people will turn their back on you. And can I be honest, it's scary sometimes stepping into the unknown. It can be scary when God doesn't tell you every little detail of how things are going to play out. But he just asks you to move in faith. But here's another little fun fact about that. Not everybody's heading where you're going with God. And can't everybody run with you? And guess what? That's okay. Her name was Orpah. So guess what? God knew that she was going to turn back. God knew she had just an inoculation and not a viral infection that could produce transformation. We know that an inoculation, you know what an inoculation is, right? It's where you get just enough of something to keep you from getting the real thing. Orpah had sat in family services they held worshiping Yahweh and come in Sunday after Sunday or Saturday after Saturday, but no transforming power had went forth to her. She was playing church for her husband, but Ruth was sold out. Mm. 
Like I said, Ruth was not only pretty, she was smart. She said to Naomi, you ain't going back to the word and the praise without me. Mm -mm. As soon as y'all left the word and the praise, things started dying. All hell has broke loose when y'all left the word and the will of God. As soon as y'all got out of the environment and atmosphere that y'all was created for, things started getting bad. Do you know what the Bible says that you were created in Christ. So in other words, you were created for his presence. You were created to be in his environment and atmosphere. We don't take an orange tree, right? Watch it. You don't take an orange tree and plant it in Massachusetts and expect for it to produce fruit. How come we in the body of Christ think that we can get out of the presence and the will of God and we will produce fruit for the kingdom of God? How, why do we think that we can get out of the atmosphere? Uh, why do we think that we can get out of his presence and that anything good is going to happen? I'm preaching this thing right now. I'm helping somebody out there listening to the show today. Stop thinking that you can get out of the presence of God. Stop thinking that you can get out of the atmosphere that you were created for, which is his presence and that you're going to produce fruit for the kingdom of God and that you're going to be effective for the kingdom of God. How is it that we think that we can get out of the atmosphere that we were created for and think that we will still produce fruit? We think we can stop coming to church and produce fruit. Mm. We think that we can get out of the praise and the worship we were created for and something good's going to happen. I told you before, God is in Judah. Jesus is in Judah. And Ruth here is smart enough to say to Naomi, I'm heading back to the praise and the bread. I'm heading back to the praise and the word. I'm heading back to the presence. I'm heading back where Yahweh is. And with persistence and faithfulness, faithfulness, she positions herself for redemption. And not only redemption, but generational blessing. She sets herself up through persistence and faithfulness for not only redemption, to be redeemed, but for generational blessing. I want to encourage you today that through perseverance and faithfulness, God will position you. He'll put you in front of the right people and he has redeemed you. And he can put you in front of people that will change your destiny forever. We're going to get to that in the next couple of weeks about Boaz and this whole kinsman redeemer concept and how Jesus is really Jesus is our kinsman redeemer now. But, uh, you know, God wants you to operate in faithfulness and perseverance. And when you do, you set yourself up for redemption. And for the redeeming of the land, Ruthenator, I said the name of the title to this series is Ruthenator because you ever heard of the story of Terminator or the watch the movie Terminator, right? And uh, in the Terminator, that dude was persistent. and He was faithful to his organi organization, Skynet. And I'm going to tell you right now, Ruth displayed some of those same characters when it came to she was going to be faithful she was going to be persistent and get what God had destined her for. I hope today has blessed you. I want to pray for you real quick as we close out. This is going to be an awesome series, interesting series, a challenging series, and I believe it will take you from one level to the next. Um, so please be tuning in for the next couple of weeks. We thank you so much for tuning in. But let me pray a blessing over you and let me encourage you and, and, and bless you with faithfulness and perseverance. Father God, we love you. And Lord, we just ask that you would 
bless your people, bless your bride with faithfulness and perseverance, God, that you would pour out your spirit upon your people and that we would operate in faithfulness and perseverance to you. Let us be faithful to what you've called us to, whether it's working out right now or not, or whether we are on the begging on the outside of the field or whether we're blessed. God, may we be faithful to what you've called us to. May we be perseverant to get in your presence. May we persevere to get in your presence, God. Lord, we need your presence. We need your glory. And we need you, Lord. Forgive us, Lord, in the areas that we have failed you, God. Wash us clean by the blood of Jesus. We honor you, Lord, and we give you all the praise and all the glory and all the honor. It's in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen. I hope this week's uh, episode has blessed you. Stay tuned for Ruthinator Part 2. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you for listening to the Recovery to Recover podcast. If you like what you heard today, visit BeTheBushMinistries.com or MiriamHouse.com to become a monthly partner or for more info about our ministry and what we are accomplishing for the kingdom of God. You can also follow me on Facebook at Caleb McCall or on Instagram at Pastor Caleb Mack. See you next week.